To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Newstalk ZB. Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn Hart. We're looking back at Thursday, and we are going to get this gang situation sorted out once for all. ACT has some uh, policy to do with rentals or something. I'm sure this is her broad base appeal for those of us who don't have rentals. Um, and uh, Marcus is uh, looking through what's available for the school holiday movies. Before any of that, uh, so the TV3 leaders debate, uh, was there a winner? Probably a bit more in touch with what the public is saying and thinking and not in denial. Hipkins, obviously my perception is obviously slanted by my political position. Hipkins aggressive from the get-go, even looking a bit desperate at times. Once he'd hit his straps and got in some zingers, he started to look cocky, arrogant, and a bit sneery. He felt he was doing well. His face formed into that kind of I-know-better, pursed lip, mouth-like-a-cat's-bum sort of expression. Luxon, and again, obviously, this is tainted by my politics, I thought he actually radiated a bit of warmth, even a bit of humanity. The way our politics functions these days puts an awful lot more pressure on the leaders to have all the answers. We did not elect Labour last time round, did we? Nor the time before we elected. Well, you know who we elected. Point is that these debates are vote-winning opportunities. So Hipkins won the debate. Did he win any votes or just shore up Labour supporters who might have been wavering? Luxon went that tad further. There were moments when he showed that he's aspirational for the country. Not, it's not just about him uh, and his party. For the first time since he became leader, I felt I could actually see him as prime minister. And that's something other people have said about meeting Luxon in the flesh. Those I know who have, they say he's serious about the job. And certainly from last night, I can tell you, I think he's come a long way. I'd just like to, for him to answer questions with a yes or a no when they're yes or no questions. That's, that's what I want. To be fair, I want that from Chris Hickman's as well. I want that from all of them, but they never do, do they? Do I want too much? News Talk Z-Bean. Anyway, uh, Tim wasn't the only one who watched. God help us if our election is decided by people who watch 90 minutes of television infotainment and base their votes on that. Interesting, though, that in both debates, policies seem to be made up on the fly by both leaders. We had banning fizzy drinks in secondary schools in the first debate that seemed to come out of nowhere. I mean, well, fizzy drinks are banned in primary schools, but Chris Hipkins was like, right, we're going to ban them in secondary schools as well. Uh, Both leaders said they would lower the age for bowel cancer screening in this last night's debate, which, you know, both worthwhile. You know, don't get me wrong, uh, both worthwhile. But I do find it a wee bit alarming that politicians can just whip a policy out of their chief pocket without select committee consultation and the like. I don't know, you know, as infotainment, fine. Did it change? I can't imagine. It, well, especially the sort of people that I talk to on a daily basis on this show, I can't imagine people thinking, ah, you know what? Because of that zingy one-liner or because, 
because, what, they looked more energetic. Oh, I'm going to change my vote from national to Labour or Labour to national. I just can't see that happening. It may have confirmed people's decisions to look at the minor parties. They might have looked at both leaders and thought, I need more than this. It's um, confusing, isn't it, the whole MMP thing with the minor parties? We, we, we seem to have to do some kind of quadratic equation now. Like, uh, you know, we want a major party to get most of the vote, but we also want them to have a coalition partner. So we've got to somehow vote for both of them. And so, and so we've got a candidate and a party. It's... Hasn't got any less complicated, has it, this MMP business? 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. News Talk ZB. Anyway, one thing they were talking about at, on, on the debate was how they're going to deal with the g- gang situation, of course. Heather was back on deck last night. The gangs are still around. They're still peddling their drugs. They're still organising their crime underground. But what it's done is it's taken the public intimidation parts away from the gangs, which means that the police aren't dedicating resources to policing gang convoys and that kind of thing, which sucks up a lot of police resource here in New Zealand. And as a result, Western Australia has also done it. Now, it's too early to say if it's working in Western Australia and call it a success there because they just did it last year. But it tells you a lot that the gangs are launching legal action to try to overhaul this, to try to overthrow it. And they're also considering forming a political party to fight the law, which says that they hate this. And if a gang hates it, then it must be a good thing. Now, um, we tried this, actually, to a certain extent a few years back with a gang patch in Whanganui. That's been widely derided because the gang pa- the, the the ban was overturned by the court. But while it was still in place, might be a surprise to you to know it was actually really successful. Just nine months, it led to a 15% drop-off in gang members because they ended up either in jail or, most likely, actually leaving Wanganui to escape the ban. So this is what I would say, right? This is my challenge to anyone who's criticising this and saying it's not going to work. What's the harm in trying? I mean, why don't we try it? If the Nats get in and they do it in the first 100, 100 days, let's give them a chance at it. Let's stop the gangs consorting. Let's stop them wearing their patches in public. If it doesn't work, we can abandon it. If it works, though, we'll free up the cops so they're not having to babysit the gang convoys through small towns like Kapotiki and they'll be able to deal with other crime. It seems like a win-win to me. I guess the question was, how are they actually going to do it? This, this is the thing that wasn't clear. Just going to say, hey, don't you wear those patches. Like here this is. Give it a go. God's sake, let's just give it a go. News Talk Zepin. Probably makes a lot more sense um, and is a lot more simple to follow than X. What have we, what have we got here? What is it? We, we've got renting properties out. X got a policy out. How does this affect me exactly? Now, you've had a bad experience with pets in one of your rentals. Uh, yes, I have. I helped her out and letting her stay in my place. You know, I went round to her house, and it was all nice and tidy where she was living. Um, and she assured me, you know, she had birds, a couple of parrots. Yep. And, um, uh, <laughs> and then she, but she let them fly around the house. And, uh, you know, at first I didn't think that was the case, but then it ended up being that case. And then she ended up getting more birds when she was living in my place. 
uh, and she ruined the place. Bird droppings and, everywhere. And yeah. Inch thick bird droppings on the walls. I ended up with the wallpaper ripped off. I ended up with all the carpet ruined. You walked in and it was disgusting. It's a great flat now, but um, she and she just, uh, you know, you'd walk in there and it's oh my god, like, you know. And I try and tell her about the smell, and um, and and she said, oh, it does not, does not, you know. <laughs> and uh, it was bizarre. And so since then, I I I, I won't give anyone a chance now. And, that, and that's sad, isn't it? That is sad that that yeah, person let you down so badly that um, you you don't want to take that chance again. I've got to say, it's not just because of um, because of pets. It's because of uh, the laws that Labour brought in that um, make landlords public enemy number one. And for mum and dad landlords and, and landlords like myself, who every cent that we own and everything mm. we have go into making a decent property for these people, mm. uh, to, for people to live in, to help us... You know, pay the mortgage and to help community with somewhere to live. Um, you know, you put everything into it, and um, you know now I I I have, I have to be very careful. You know, whenever I have to let a flat, um, I've only got three, but um, whenever I have to let one, uh, I'm freaking out. Thinking, oh, mm. did you get the wrong person? You're in trouble. Yeah. Mm. Being a landlord sounds fun, doesn't it? I, I think I'm going to give it a miss. News talk. Zed Bean. Now. Uh, School holidays time, and that means Marcus is desperately looking for something to keep the kids occupied. I see someone on Facebook recommending Uproar the movie, said it's terrific. Now that's that movie set in Dunedin, starring that guy that's been in all the movies. You know who I'm talking about, but uh, Denison. Um, so yeah, I saw the I saw the um, promo for that of the movies. I thought, hang on, what's that about? And it seemed very very complicated. The uh, the trailer that I never heard any more about it, but Julian Dennison's in it, and Minnie Driver, funnily enough, is in it, and Reese Darby. But yeah, I'm just seeing someone on Facebook said it's who's a movie reviewer said I saw Uproar tonight. It's terrific. Open next week. Hugely recommended. So um, haven't heard much hype for it. So there you go. Probably I'll go and see that. I think the kids were going off to a movie tomorrow night, but I'm not quite sure what the good movies are for the school holidays. I think there's a Paw Patrol movie, which I'd pay good money not to see. You know, I forget what the other holiday movie was. I don't, I'm not a big fan of all those animated ones. People say they work on two levels. They don't work for me. I watch something, Jeepers Creepers, when will it end? I like Peter Rabbit. I like a movie about that, and that's about it for me. I don't mind a talking rabbit, but I like there to be humans in it. What is the other, um, the saw, would the kids like that? Oh, it's R18, that's a shame. Seems to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film and a Paw Patrol movie. I wonder if I could sneak them into Saw. Or A Haunting in Venice, that would bore them silly. So Paw Patrol the Mighty Movie. Chase is on the case. So it's the dogs or the turtles. Maybe I'll tell them that the movie, um, that Reading's has closed down. They might not, not know the difference anyway. It might be tomorrow. Why Why would you have to get out a second mortgage to take your kids to the movies? Get some Pam's microwave popcorn, put, put something on the TV, leave them to it. How hard is that? And then if, if you've still got a bit of time, put on this podcast and get them to listen to it. I'm Glenn. That has been News Talk Zed Bean. Uh, for all your children's entertainment over the holidays. Um... <laughs> We'll see you back here again on Monday with a weekend edition. News
Newstalk. Newstalk. ZB. For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air or online and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.